Yeah, their connection has been so boring. Yes. Nothing's been interesting. Yeah, until They're the this. least interesting of all the connections. Yeah. And there's been a lot of uninteresting connections. <laughs> so it's impressive. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor Recap, listeners. How are you, Andy? Doing great. You look very elegant. Oh, ooh, thank you. Yeah, elegant is what I would say that is. Oh, my goodness. Look at you with opinions on fashion now. I, I am a uh, fashionista <laughs> as of, I think, three weeks ago. A reminder that there are fashion recaps going on, mm-hmm. and I will link those out in the description when they're available. Was there anything else going on, Andy? Oh, it's our last recap in Seattle. Yep, that's it. Yes. We did it. You will not have the luxury of seeing this beautiful abode mm-hmm. any ever longer. Again. Ever again. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You never know. But <laughs> for now, never. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Oh, overall thoughts on episode four. Uh, I thought episode four was was palatable is what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it one palatable. What's yeah. a, what is a palatable symbol? Like a tongue? <laughs> yeah. It's like the tongue emoji. Or, a, or the roof of your mouth. Uh, a palate is your roof, your, the roof of your mouth. Yeah. Um, palatable. Yes. Is, a, is an interesting word because it means you know it has it's a taste based word. Yeah. Something about taste. Yeah. And you don't taste in your palate. You taste on your tongue. Mm-hmm. So it makes no sense. No, oh, that's a good point. No question. That yeah. makes no sense. Yes. But okay. nonetheless, we're going to use the tongue emoji. Yes. And our taste level, and I agree with you, is one. One tongue emoji. Yeah. <laughs> this recaps off to a bad start. No, it's not. It's it's important because the first two episodes, or sorry, there's four? Yeah. First three episodes were pretty close to a zero tongue emoji. That's true, actually. And it's not that I thought this episode was so amazing. It's just that it wasn't as awful as the others. Yeah, it, it, it had the absence of being terrible. I agree. And I think a lot of it has to do with the one-on-one date. Agreed. It goes to show that we are in it for the love a tiny bit. Yeah, we we want this to be good. <laughs> we swear yeah. we do. We're like a very uh, we're, we're tough love parents. Uh, the bachelor is our child and we don't treat <laughs> it that well, but we don't treat it well <laughs> to make it want to be better. Yes, yes, exactly. I don't know if that's a great parenting technique. <laughs> Shall we get started recapping? Yes. All right, so episode four picks up with the ladies talking in the kitchen. I had to point out that this Quiet conversation did not appear to be a prompted girl chat. Just for anyone wondering, you never get girl chats in the kitchen. Mm. Ever. Kitchen is a no girl chat zone. Yeah, you might get real girl chats like this one, but right. in terms of prompted, like open seating formation, U shape, that doesn't happen in the kitchen. And mm. in this case, they're all around the big island talking about Shanae. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the girls say they know Clayton is not stupid and that he just doesn't see the side of Shanae that they all see. I think we agree with that. I don't think Clayton's dumb. I I, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> there were some questionable choices throughout this evening, but we'll get there. Yeah. So it is the Rose Ceremony cocktail party. Genevieve suggests in, in a formal girl chat here that they talk about Shanae out in the open with Shanae and get mm-hmm. past it before he arrives. What I think is notable here is that all the women know what's happening. Yeah. They they see the sink, sh- the sink. They see the ship sinking around them yeah. and they see that Shanae is causing it. And they're like, how do we solve this so it doesn't ruin another cocktail party? 
Right. They've all, I think there's a unified front against Shanae now. There's no stragglers. There's no yeah, one like, well, but Shanae is a nice person and she did this. She lent me a hair curler, a, a, a curling iron. <laughs> yeah, it, right? yeah. But yeah. notably, it's not just against Shanae. It's also against the powers that be. Because yeah. they know that what's happening with this is not just Shanae's doing. It's mm-hmm. what the show's going to do with it. And I think it shows some experience with the franchise, even though it's their first time on this show. It's a little meta to watch the people on the show being like, this is what this is going to lead to. And it's going to take over the rose ceremony cocktail party. And we're going to have it canceled. And so let's prevent this from happening. It's interesting to see that. Yeah, they know that production is the true villain. Okay, so now Shanae continues to say that they ignore her especially when Elizabeth is around. And Marlena, I love Marlena here. She gently asks for the names of the people who do this. And Shanae says no, because she's exhausted and she cannot talk about it anymore. (laughs) It's exhaustion. That's it. (laughs) Sheer exhaustion, that's that's all. Clayton now comes in while they're still arguing and addresses the group and says the cocktail party cannot happen until this is addressed. Do you agree with this? First address, then cocktail party. Yeah. No. It's it look, there's not gonna be a we all know there's not gonna be a cocktail party. <laughs> there's never been a more not gonna be a cocktail party moment ever on this show. It's a little early in the season, I would say, for a canceled cocktail party though. I just have to say that it's this never is technically now the, the canceled cocktail party is now like an actual hashtag. Yeah, no. That's you're like right. a thing now. It's a thing that happens and you know it's frequently. Coming. Yeah. Right. It's a thing that's used. Yeah. It's a tool. They're so exhausted on plot twists that yeah. they've now made canceling a cocktail party a thing. Yeah. So Clayton asks to speak with the two ladies outside. I was half right. My prediction last week was that there would be a sort of pre-cocktail party two-on-one, mm-hmm. but not really. Elizabeth in her ITM says, what's happening in that brain of hers? What's happening in there? Sounds like a scary place. <laughs> I thought this was pretty funny. It is funny. It's true. It is true. I agree. She's struggling. Shanae is struggling with things. It does sound scary in there. Yeah, I don't want to be in there. Yeah, it makes you have a little... It's like she's so awful that you feel bad for her. Well, it's interesting with crazy people. As I've grown older, I've, I've, I've contemplated this. Yeah. And... You know, people, particularly narcissists, you like, you're like, I hate. I would be careful to say crazy or narcissist about her because people will come after you. Okay. You want to rephrase that, Andy? Yeah, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And take two. All right. Um, It's interesting about narcissists. Or people with narcissistic traits. Okay. Take three. (laughs) You know, it's interesting about people with narcissistic traits. (laughs) Nice. Good. Um, I want to hate them. I've always wanted to hate them. You want to hate them. You just want to be like, oh, it's delicious. I just want to hate you. You're so terrible. Yeah. But then as I've I've gotten older and become more contemplative, I've (laughs) thought- Is it contemplative? I think contemplative. I'm going with contemplative. You can do both. Both work. Both are fine. Contemplative. You can always do both. Oh, English. I think to myself- how upsetting it must be to be in their mind. Mm. Like I, I feel this, I'm like torn between hatred and empathy. Yeah. Or not empathy, sympathy. Yeah. Because it's like, you think that they're going around happy all the time is it the way no. they are? They're upset. Yeah. They're not happy. Yeah, because they feel like a victim all the time. Yeah. Imagine what that feels like. They're suffering. They're a victim and 
a victimizer at the same time. Yeah. So it's a balance. They're so, a victim of their own victim mentality. Yes. Ooh, that sounds terrible. It's awful. Yeah. So I feel bad for Shanae, but I also hate Shanae. <laughs> In conclusion. Okay. So Clayton now says that he does feel a connection with each of them, but he cannot build relationships with them and with all the drama going on. I don't know if I agree with this, but he is an obedient yeah. lead. Yeah. And Elizabeth says she attempted to have the conversation with Shanae and was met with a fuck off. Mm-hmm. And now Shanae, she pulls out the big guns here and says that Elizabeth makes her uncomfortable. She's toxic, fake, she lies, bullies her, doesn't talk to her, and has turned all the other women against her. You know what's interesting? Every single thing about that, and this is classic narcissistic behavior. Is what she does. Is she is what she does. Yeah, she's projecting. You basically take yeah. your crimes and you put them on some individual that you've put your, your sights on. Yeah. Everything except that... She doesn't talk to her. Yeah. And when Elizabeth asks for specific circumstances here of Mm -hmm. bullying, uh, this quickly becomes a she said, she said about Shrimpgate or garlic butter Shrimpgate. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that we actually called it on Shrimpgate because in this episode, it was actually called Shrimpgate multiple times. Oh, oh, did we call it Shrimpgate before they called it Shrimpgate? Yes. Wow. Yeah. We're going to take credit for this somehow. Somehow, like they (laughs) they teleported in time to our podcast. And you know what's scary is last week I had briefly thought that it would be funny to have the word watch word be shrimp thank god i did not say that because i feel like you would have said you would have pounced on that that would have been like 40 or 50 and that's what people don't i just want to make a point here a lot of people have asked why don't we do like the word like no we don't want a lot of them guys (laughs) like you have to understand if if we did like it would take us a week to just edit the likes into the episode yeah yeah it's not good. Don't ask us that again. We're not doing like. We know they say like a lot. We're not doing like. Yeah, they seem to think that we want lots of word no, watch no. words. We, That's no. there's a reason why I like yes. it when Andy uses finger. Yeah, to clear the air, we are looking for very few. Once yeah. in a while, we throw some red meat because you know we want like six or seven, but we never want more than ten. No, no. So Shrimpgate becomes a thing here, and it becomes rapidly clear that Elizabeth didn't even realize Shanae brought over a plate of shrimp because mm. she's like, I wasn't in the hot. Because tub. she was ignoring her so purposefully. <laughs> It really does say a lot. She was like, I wasn't in the hot tub. She didn't even know she was there. Yeah, I believe her. Yes, me too. She not know what's going on. She didn't. And you know, when you go back and watch that clip of her bringing over that plate of shrimp, it's not like she was like, everyone, cease conversing. I have a plate of shrimp. She just came over and kind of was like, does anyone want shrimp? And everyone was engaged in conversation. You can't really expect everyone to stop, look at you in the eye and be like, thank you. Again, this is what narcissists do. They accuse you of so many things to project Mm. that you don't even know. You're like overwhelmed. You're like, I don't remember everything. It's like, where were you on the night of Monday, December 16th at 3 p.m.? Like, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. But I'm guessing you're wrong because you're a dick. And I think you mean people with narcissistic behavior. That's right. People who show tendencies towards <laughs> narcissistic behavior. Okay. So Clayton contributes nothing here. He seems mostly frustrated and he gets up to leave. And the ladies continue to argue until Elizabeth says she's not going to engage anymore. And she rises to leave and says, because I'm a lady. And Shanae says, a fake one. Although she thought she said a fat one. It sounded like she said a big one. And Mm. then Elizabeth was like, did she just call me fat? (laughs) 
Yeah, it was unclear, but they were just sniping at each other here. Yeah. And Shanae in her ITM says, Elizabeth looks like Cruella DeVille. It's hilarious to me that she thinks that Elizabeth is the bully here. Yeah. Andy, you said here, I can't tell whether she's playing the villain just to get famous or if she's the worst person ever. Do we think she's acting? It's possible she's both. To give her the benefit of the doubt, maybe she's the worst person ever and she's acting. It really is thought-provoking, honestly. When you when you look at someone like this, you're like, you know you're on national television. Well, either way, she has to have no shame. Yes. Both of them are no shame. Yes. We know that Shanae... Sh- um, <laughs> wait. No shame. <laughs> this is not going to work. Abort. A valiant effort, yes. Andy. There is a shuh in there, but I wasn't able to deliver. Anyway, my point is, I think that she clearly has no shame. We can agree on that. Yes. And so whether she's acting or this is her real self, it's a little she's loot. a shameless person. Yeah. And I'm going to go with there's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I think there came a point where she realized there was like an inflection point where she was like, you know what? I think I might be becoming the villain on this ep- on this season. Yeah. So I'm going to embrace it. Mm. Because I'm a shameless potential person who displays narcissistic <laughs> tendencies. <laughs> really rolls off Did the I tongue. Do that right? Right? <laughs> okay, so now the camera work on Shanae with the shrimp in the foreground is pretty funny. She yeah. is seen taking shrimp, sushi, and makes a show of eating it in front of the women. And the arguing resumes here. And Jill in her ITM says, I lost brain cells because I listened to Shrimpgate. I have mm-hmm. to say, yeah. we all agree with that. Yep. Genevieve starts getting pretty angry here. It drives her crazy how yeah. Shanae cannot give actual examples and refuses to talk when she doesn't have any examples, basically. Nothing. She always deflects with, I can't talk about it. I'm over talking about it when asked for specific examples. <sighs> I have to say this would also drive me crazy. It's such classic textbook behavior of something that we have discussed previously. <laughs> <laughs> Shanae now claims that Genevieve isn't listening and things start to get heated. Genevieve stands up. She's like, I am listening. You know, I appreciated how Genevieve got as upset as she did. And even though it's not going to work in her favor, because we saw in the preview that she will end up on a 2 on one or so the, mm-hmm. the preview suggests, maybe I fell for it. But it seems as though it'll be a 2 on one with Genevieve and Shanae. And so this is not a good move on her part from a strategy standpoint. However, I felt Genevieve in this moment yeah. because she was speaking for all of us. Genevieve's got moxie. She does. Yeah. And is I she like Italian? it. She's I mean, a, it, she would seem Italian. she's French, she, Genevieve. I'm going to call her Italian. <laughs> she's got some real, like, kind of a, you know, like, she's got moxie. Yeah, but the French are also, they have moxie. I didn't mean this to become a <laughs> debate about who's got more moxie, the French or the Italian. I'm just saying that Italian people. Moxie is the perfect word for Genevieve. And I really like that she got worked up. She really spoke for everyone here. But mm-hmm. uh, sadly, it's not going to work in her favor. Uh, Jesse Palmer now arrives to say that Clayton is in a bad head space and will have to cancel the cocktail party. And Andy, you said he's burst his cocktail party canceling virginity. (laughs) (laughs) Hurrah. Yay. First cocktail party canceled of the season. Mm -hmm. And the women are rightfully furious now. Elizabeth is in tears. And Andy, you said, ironically, the cocktail party was canceled over shrimp. You were uh, very proud I mean, of yourself. I mean, come on. It is a little enjoyable, I have to say. Yeah. And shrimp cocktail, by the way, just as an aside, 
tremendous. See, yeah, we slightly disagree on the shrimp cocktail front. I think shrimp cocktails are slightly overrated, but I also just think shrimp is overrated as a food. I agree with you, but I also enjoy it. <laughs> okay. All right. So now we have the rose ceremony. Heading into the rose ceremony, there's an ITM of Elizabeth's where she starts crying over some of her best, best, best girlfriends in the world being torn apart. This was pretty funny. I mean, I feel bad for her, but they did meet like two weeks ago. You know, to be fair, it's like a war. You know, when you're in the trenches and you're in battle with guys... You may be like, that's my brother for life. Yeah. And then like a week later, you're out of the, you know, you're home, you're off your tour. You're like, I really wouldn't <laughs> want to hang out with that guy. But at the time, you're, you're brothers. Oh, you I don't mean, have you're, to. You're, you're in it. You're in the battle. You know, the gigs, like the opera contracts on which I have bonded the most with my castmates were when they were rough gigs. Like mm-hmm. maybe it was bad direction yeah. or bad production or just not fun company to work for, just an unpleasant city, whatever. But it's funny. The second you all go about your normal lives, you resume normal life after you're like, eh. <laughs> always. Yeah. It's always the case. At graduation, high school graduation, I remember I was like, I am going to be, actually, I still am friends with those people. Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> actually, I have a good example, actually. Yeah. College On, graduation. Okay. But I'm not, I'm friends with like two of them. Okay. Yeah. So. But in college, you were like, oh, we're going to yeah, be friends. Yeah, I was like, at college graduation, we're like, we're going to be, this is it. This yeah. is us forever. Yeah. And then it was die. like one person kind of and a half of another person. <laughs> and that's it. Fun fact on my season, there was a point where we thought about getting matching tattoos. Whoa. That yeah. would have been a very bad call. Yeah. Someone was like, we should get tattoos to commemorate this experience. And Who everyone was, was like, person? yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I don't have any tattoos. I was like, yeah. I don't know if the only, I want the only tattoo I have to be about. It's like a double badge of shame. <laughs> it's like, oh, what does that tattoo mean? You're like the bachelor. But I have to admit, if everyone did it, like, I don't, I don't know if I would have been the one that was like, fuck this. No, I would have so felt like an asshole. You would have done it out of feeling Sh- bad. Shame. Yeah. It would have been one kind of shame battling another kind of shame. Fest, (laughs) shame smorgasbord. I'm still not sure what I would have done had it come to a head. I'm glad it didn't. I'm making fun of Elizabeth a bit here for calling them her best friends in the world, but we know what she means. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a gentle ribbing. Absolutely. Okay, so I don't think anyone needs me to go through everyone who got a rose here, but we have to mention that when Clayton called Rachel's name third here, Andy. Out of nowhere, you were like, I think Rachel's going to win. There's a knowledge they have with each other. I saw it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I have been saying this. Yeah. The way he said her name, it's like he could not stop the grin from spreading across his face. Yeah. It was almost like an inside joke. It's like if if you, if like I went on The Bachelor next week. Yeah. And you were on the cast. (laughs) I'd be like, Charlene. (laughs) (laughs) But I would pick somebody else. (laughs) Okay, and then at around the Jill mark, so about halfway through the names being called, I said, what do you think the odds are that Shanae's name is called last? And Andy, you said 99.99999%. And of course, we were right. Shanae's name is called last. Most predictable thing ever. And Andy, you said that's such a horn dog choice. He just wants to get up in that. So you think he is just thinking with his dick right now? He just thinks Shanae's How could he more not attractive. see through he's this? More... Yeah, he's attracted physically to Shanae. Or he's just production's lapdog. They're like, you got to keep Shanae. And he's like, done. I Look, t- I know we have the luxury of seeing the edit post-production. you know, production. We get to see everything. Yeah. But 
come on. How can you take Shanae's side over Elizabeth in this? It's from any vantage point. I guess we have to remember that it's her word against. Yeah, but it's her also word. the other cast has told yeah, but, him that Shanae's trouble. But not yet, really. No, they have. Because remember, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, the, the blonde girl, the other Cassidy. Blonde. No, the other blonde girl. The, the the blonde girl who's not Hunter, not Cassidy. Come on. What do we, we got here? Not Elizabeth. Lindsay? Lindsay? Yeah. yeah. What Thank about you, Lindsay? Lindsay? She came back. Remember, she said, oh, um, Sinead well, was talking shit about me. Yeah, but no one was talking shit about Sinead. If one person is talking shit about several people, you you have to put together as an intelligent human being I, that that person's trouble. Well, so this brings us back to what I asked you at the beginning. Do we think Clayton is a puppet or do we think he just doesn't read between the lines? I think Clayton really likes a lot of hot women wanting to make out with him and he's a puppet. So, <laughs> okay, so both. Yeah. I think this is a puppet move. I don't mm-hmm. think Clayton is dumb. I really no, don't. No, I don't think he's dumb. I yeah. do not. And I think we have to remember that the only person who has really been playing victim here has been Shanae. And if no one else is coming up other than Elizabeth to say that's not true, if he feels a little more bonded to her, then that's all it takes, really. I just think it's purely physical. I think Clayton, to be perfectly honest with you, likes to be dominated. <laughs> getting that feeling. I mean, he with Cassidy, he really went with the flow there. And I'll, and I'll tell you something else. I've, I've had a theory my whole life is that whatever you are in like your world image like yeah. what how people see you in normal life yeah it's the opposite of how you are in the bedroom yeah for example you always hear about like you know these high-powered businessmen and i won't name any names but who like to be humiliated <laughs> yeah in the bedroom yep Pete why on. yeah right mm-hmm. why is that you want to have the kink of that's the opposite of what you experience in real life that's so, my theory so your theory is that because clayton is a big strong he's yeah. like a big football player girls are always throwing themselves life, like, yeah clayton's his whole life girls have been like oh clayton you're so big and tall and football-y and great you know like it's easy <laughs> what he wants is a girl to be like <laughs> and i mean that literally not figuratively that makes me think of roman roy from succession oh yeah <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Which we have been binging, by the way. We binged. Uh, binged. Yeah, we just finished it. it. It's, it's, it's been bad. Okay, so now going home at this rose ceremony are Elizabeth, Melina, and Kira. No. Very sad. Very yeah. sad to see Elizabeth go under these circumstances. Yeah, that was that was tragic. The, the, the bad guy won. Yeah, and you can really see how it affects the ladies, uh, but I'll get there in a second. First, Shanae gloats and sings and dances in her ITM. And Andy, Shocking. here you said, you know what makes narcissists so annoying? Sorry, people with narcissistic <laughs> tendencies so annoying is they always act like children. Yeah children mm-hmm. it's like in like when you're in like third or fourth grade yeah you know, like you're like playing tag mm-hmm. and like the game's over but yeah. some annoying little kid is like always like i touch you last yeah yeah like, I, I don't care i'm not playing tag anymore <laughs> yeah. but it still really bothers me like i don't want you to have claim that you touched me yeah. last yeah like, you why, think why you're are you correct. doing this to me? why are you in my head yeah <laughs> Yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, so the next day, Gabby and Genevieve chat, and this is where we see how upset they are. Gabby says it's hard when evil wins. It is. And they agree that justice wasn't served. And I really relate to this. It feels so defeating when something like this happens, when the bad guy wins. It'd be one thing if Shanae also stayed with Elizabeth 
to hash things out or whatever. But for Elizabeth to go and Sinead to stay was really just like, ugh. It's a real primordial thing. I read about this. Like an ancient, ancient, it's, it comes from like a very old genetic impulse. Really? That in the little community, if someone does something bad, it's extremely important to stop that behavior. Otherwise, the whole little clan can get destroyed. Oh. So it comes from, a, yeah, long ago. That's kind of so cute, actually. So people have a, a genetic impulse for justice. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It is hard to make sense of Clayton's thought process here, and that's why I really do think that he is their puppet. Mm -hmm. I got to be honest, Clayton, based on his behavior with the women, he's very submissive. Like it's not, I don't think it's hard to get Clayton to do what you want Clayton to do. So bringing it back to how he's in real life versus the bedroom? Impossible. <laughs> Wait, so what you're saying is he's submissive in both situations? I think he's just, yeah, actually that, that, yeah, that kind of screws up my original theory. Yeah, I think that Clayton is probably, he probably wasn't particularly attached to Elizabeth and maybe slightly more Shanae or whatever. We knew mm -hmm. Shanae wasn't going to be going home. Producers are going to do what they can. The issue sure. was here, I think, to be fair to Clayton, he just wasn't into Elizabeth. Enough. For whatever reason. It yeah. had nothing to do with his moral perception of her mm -hmm. or the right and wrong. Yeah. He just wasn't into Elizabeth. So if he's going to choose between two yeah. blonde girls, he's yeah. going to take the one that he's actually a little bit into for whatever reason. Yeah. I think that he thought that getting rid of one of them would make the problem go away. Right. He just and kept the wrong one. He got rid of the one he would wanted for whatever reason to have sex with less. <laughs> oh, God. So now there's a girl chat in the living room and there's just silence. Everyone mm, seems no. sort of somber. I felt this really, really hard, actually, because I remember so many girl chats where everyone was just like, Ugh. and a producer's like, so say something. Yeah. How, how do you feel? Sinead, how do you feel? Genevieve, how do you feel? Mm. How do you feel about who went home last night? Like, talk about it. Talk. Well, it's an interrogation. Yeah. And so you, you can see the women kind of like gradually saying things and they just don't want to say anything. Right. Shanae says she feels like a weight has been lifted and she can finally speak without being afraid. Jesse arrives now, Jesse Palmer, and he says the room is definitely looking smaller. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Andy, you said he was preparing that for a yeah. while. <laughs> I will say this about Jesse Palmer. He's very good at reading lines. But it's also, it's a backhanded compliment because everything he says is like he has memorized those lines. Yeah, he hits his marks. But yeah. I agree there's a there's a lack of a feeling of spontaneity. Yeah, it doesn't feel, he's acting well if acting was just not seeming like you're... Not acting? Not acting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. He walks in and he's like, wow, the room is really looking smaller. Yeah, he it's delivers like, lines with great confidence and absolutely no feeling. <laughs> yes. And Jesse says now that the ladies are about to embark on, quote, a worldwide international journey to find love with Clayton. And Andy, you said to find Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the amazing race where Omicron's the prize. <laughs> Not good. People, by the way, have said that we should do The Amazing Race. Oh, I would be into that. Me too. I've never actually seen a whole season, though. Neither have I. I've, I don't think I've seen one episode. We should watch it and then s decide if we should yes. apply. Let's do that next. We finished the session. Let's move on to Amazing Race. We do Race. a lot of escape rooms, so for some reason, I feel like we should be yeah. reasonably well equipped. I think equipped. we'd be good at Amazing Race. <laughs> I feel like everyone who goes on Amazing Race thinks they'd be good at Amazing Race. I know. Race. That's true. And The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Okay. So now Jesse says that they will be going to dot, dot, dot. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me guess. This worldwide tour. Yeah. I'm going to go with New Zealand. <laughs> Hold on. Let me guess. Was it New Zealand? No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bali. Uh, no. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get it on the third try. I know I'm going to get it. I'm going to go with uh, Tuscany. <laughs> Tuscany? I got it, right? <laughs> I know that, that means I got it. It puts all of those to shame. They're oh. going to Houston, Texas. Andy, you laughed very hard at their cheers. It, it was a very obvious, like what, I, what I'd like to call a, 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 a gradiated cheer, <laughs> where there was like, yes. <laughs> No matter what, like they could have said, like, you're going to Newark. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we have to cheer. We have to cheer. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> Did I do it good? It's almost like they're doing it for themselves to get themselves yeah. worked up. I mean, they, not it, that there's anything wrong with Newark. No, there are actually really nice spots of Newark. There are. Sprots. Sprots. <laughs> there are nice spots. You couldn't even get through that. <laughs> Damn it. Last time you insulted New Jersey, people came for you, Andy. They did. Yeah. But I insulted New Jersey with the way, the way like a, a father ribs his son with, with like <laughs> I'm so <a> condescending. <laughs> okay. Jesse tells him that they have to go pack their bags and Mime's checking his watch and says their plane leaves in an hour. I'll never understand why they do this because their plane is not leaving in an hour. Well, it's a show. That happened to us. They told us we had to go pack our bags because our plane was leaving in an hour. And then we sat around for like another 12 hours. It would not offend us to know that they had five hours to pack versus one. Well, they're creating a, a, a feeling. They're creating <laughs> something. It's a creation. Okay. It's art. Okay, Do you I'll understand art? It's art. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They seem to get a private jet because of COVID, but yeah. also this might not have been the plane they were on. So maybe I'm just an idiot for assuming that it was. <laughs> they, just, they just took like, <laughs> like stock, stock footage of a PJ and the meanwhile they're on Spirit Air and Coach and they're like, <laughs> Okay, so now we're in Houston and the women all do their requisite excitement all over their hotel suite, which by the way, they're forced to do. And if they don't seem excited enough, they have to do it over and over again. Just want to mention that. And now Clayton is doing B-roll in his hotel suite when someone knocks at his door hmm. and he's like, oh, Andy, you said, oh, look, he was interrupted. Can a man lean on a kitchen counter in peace without unexpected <laughs> guests? Okay. Now Clayton's friend Clarence, whom he met playing football, comes by. And we are reminded yet again that Clayton wants a family, a.k.a. what Clarence has. Hmm. And Clayton is optimistic. The new city will be a fresh start. Yeah. After all the drama. Meanwhile, the ladies are saying the same thing. They hope Houston will be a clean slate. And by the way, this means, of course, that there will not be any clean slate. No. Yep. The slate will be filthy. <laughs> yes. And the date card arrives and it's a one-on-one -on -one and Rachel gets it. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting for this moment for three episodes. <laughs> okay. So Rachel's one-on-one. -on -one. Clayton says in his ITM that when he's with Rachel, everything else seems to vanish. I believe him. Yeah, he says that she's charismatic, intelligent, humble, like those adjectives. And he says he wants a calm and laid back date. So they go horseback riding. And in her ITM, Rachel says that she's shocked at how easy it is with him. So they come upon a family barbecuing. It's a line from a Robert Frost poem, by the way. They come upon a family barbecuing. <laughs> 
Clayton says, we don't know this family, but we're going to get to like know them together. Mm-hmm. And sure. Andy, you had a lot of issues with this. You said this is just some random family. There's not enough backstory about this family. What did production think? They were like, OK, we're in Houston. We're in Texas. Mm-hmm. So let's what are we going to do? Barbecue. Let's do barbecue. Yeah. Um, Clayton loves family. Yes. So let's do family. Mm-hmm. And then what, what are we lacking in this cast? What do we got? We got <laughs> we, we don't have really we don't have a lot of Asian representation. Yeah. Yeah. Asian family. <laughs> Asian family barbecue. Asian barbecue family. Uh, yeah, check, got it. Check, check, check. But, but, but my question to you is, how are these barbecue families chosen? I, I, that's a great question. Yeah, do they just put out like a, a, a an alert? A like, flyer. You know, barbecue families in Houston yeah. needed for yeah. a Bachelor episode? Yeah, prefer- like has to be a family? Yeah, Can't pre- just be a few people who barbecue together? Preferably of color. Yeah, preferably. <laughs> Yeah, non-white barbecue families located in the Houston area needed for Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, for Bachelor. (laughs) So while chatting here, Rachel says she feels seen by Clayton. And we learn here that Rachel feels ready to have kids now and that she wants four. Mm -hmm. Check and check. Yeah. Yeah. We're rolling. Andy, you were still caught up on the family. You were like, who the hell are these barbecue people? (laughs) Uh, they eat with the family now and Andy you kept going you were like so no explanation at all it's just some family okay fine I'll let it go and I have (laughs) have you I've let it go yeah you were really hung up on that you couldn't focus on anything else it's okay I accept it it makes no sense but I accept it okay so now they chat on a little dock by a little lake Mm -hmm. this is very sweet very romantic he says he feels very close to Rachel in such a short period of time and it doesn't have to make sense and she Mm -hmm. whispers that she's so excited to be there with him and he whispers back that he wants to pause time I've got to say, people make fun of the whispering. To me, the whispering means intimacy. Yep. Because people forget the cameras are around and you can sort of forget that you're wearing a mic and you just want it to be the two of you. I think whispering is very powerful I in a moment like this. I think you're 100% right. And I have to say there were a lot of elements of this scene which made me realize that <laughs> Rachel is winning this season of The Bachelor. Oh, are you spoiling your prediction, I'm spoiling Andy? my prediction because you can say all the words. You can say all the right words, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean anything yeah. unless it's got the feeling, yeah. unless you see the connection. Yeah. They are having a connection there. It's, it's a, palpable. You can taste it. Yeah. I was getting a little uncomfortable. Like there, there was some It felt very so intimate, right? In, yeah. It was extremely intimate. Mm-hmm. I felt like I shouldn't be there. When I feel like I shouldn't be there watching, yeah. something good is happening. Yes. Yeah. Well put. Thank you. They had these soft murmurs to each other leading up to and during their makeout here. It was so intimate. I It was beautiful. And yeah. I wanted to mention... Oh, sorry. Go. No, I just wanted to add a little... Another... element to it did you notice how close she was to his face without kissing him yes and they both accepted that distance yes they were like yes i'm gonna stay here Mm -hmm. because that's an awkward place if you're not into the person yes they're that close to each other's faces he can smell the still unexplained family barbecue taste (laughs) in her mouth and he's totally comfortable. Yeah. He's ready to stay. They they want to stay there. He would like to be there for a long. You could tell that if she kept going, Clay would have just stayed at that distance for a long time. That is true intimacy. And Rachel is winning this season. Oh, are you marking your words right now? I am. That's it. <laughs> I called it. I called it last season. 
Oh, are you telling? Are you telling me that you're calling it? No. Rachel's been my first spot. No, no, no. You, I'm, I'm not taking the credit away okay. from you. But I'm saying, I called Nate from very early on last yeah, season. Yeah, that's true. And it's because there is a point that separates that individual from everyone else. Yeah. You can talk all you want. I love you, my family. I want 800 kids. <laughs> I wanted to give you my kidneys. All of it is BS until you see, show me something. Yeah. Show me something. And Rachel and Clayton showed me mm-hmm. that no one's taking her. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. It was a powerful scene and it was this much needed respite to what the rest of the season has been. Because my complaint back in the recap for episode two was we have shitty villainy and we're not getting a decent love story. Like Mm -hmm. what's in it for us? Yeah. And the way this energized me with the season and just sort of gave me a bit of wind beneath my wings in terms of recapping says that. I am still in it for the love story. And yeah. you are too. Like we were moved by this. I was, I was, I admit it. I also, was. I have to point out, notice how there's no sudden nod and now we kiss. No, as a matter of fact, it's quite the contrary. Yes. There is a sudden realization that a kiss is clearly happening, mm-hmm. but there's, they wait, they, they wait and they savor it because they know that kiss is happening. Yeah. They don't need to have the kiss. They can just savor the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm so sure she's winning. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sure. Okay. So they're really cute. I Meanwhile, back at the hotel, the group date card arrives and going on this date are Sarah, Eliza, Teddy, Marlena, Jill, Susie, Mara, Sierra, Hunter, Lindsay, Genevieve, and Shanae. It's a big group date. And Serene, it looks like, will be no. getting that next one-on-one date. And everyone shows concern here about Shanae acting up and ruining the group date. Sure. Okay, and now it's back on the evening of Rachel's date. Clayton says that Rachel is special, and he hasn't had these feelings in a long time. And then over dinner, he says she's so beautiful and has a badass job, and he wonders why she's there. And oh, by the she- way, by the way, another clue to how much he likes her. Oh, He's yeah. actually asking her the meta question, the fourth wall question. Yes. Like, what are you doing here? Yes. Like, why, why are, are you, you here amongst yeah. all these shitty women? <laughs> no, no offense. That's a joke. It's less good women or, or less good for Clayton women. Did I get it? Is that okay? Everyone go with that? Nice. <laughs> I mean, like... You know what I feel like sometimes when we record this podcast, not just recaps, but any episode, and we're all we're so afraid of offending people and wording things wrong. Mm. I feel like it's a game of break the ice. Oh yeah, break the ice. That's a, I hate that game. Or or Jenga, just something where you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, are we good? Are we clear? Okay, I can take one more step. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it, based on our history, it's like walk in eggshells, except. They're all broken. They're just like, you're just walking on a bunch of scrambled eggs at this point. Yes. Okay. So Rachel now says that she doesn't want to scare him away and that she always knew she wanted to be a pilot. And as a woman, she has had to work harder and prove herself more every day. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe this. Yeah, I agree. In that industry, I'm sure this is true. She says in her last relationship, she felt she had no support for her career pursuits. What with her always being away as a woman and that it would affect their home life. She realized she could not do a love that is so conditional and that she feels like she's meant to be there. There were um, several things I loved about this. Mm -hmm. First of all, 
I love that she used the word conditional because this actually brings back the Q&A we just had last week. One of the questions, like the, there were so many terms as to the woman being into the guy. Do you yeah. remember this? Mm-hmm. And I even said, I was like, it's not right when it's so conditional. And I just love that. It just felt like a callback to an yeah. episode we just did. And second of all, I really feel her on this because... You know, I'm also a woman and I also have a career that puts me on the road a lot. And yeah, I think it's just sort of expected that wife material is the the one who like stays at home and holds down the fort, you know, traditional wife material. This is something that hasn't really been touched on too much. Her family life will look different from the next family, but that doesn't mean it can't work. I just love that they talked about this. I do too. And just get over it. Like guys who don't <laughs> like women having careers, like what's what is it, like 1860? Well, I think it was more a career that meant that she's not home. Just deal with good. You're not home a lot. <laughs> yeah. It makes me appreciate you more. <laughs> okay, so Clayton handles this great. He says he loves how passionate she is about what she does, and he has no concerns about her career and would never hold her back from doing something she loves. She is so moved by this that she cries. And now he takes her to a private concert by Restless Road. And Andy, you literally started laughing out loud when we see this band. <laughs> Can you explain why? <laughs> I mean, the, the, these plugs are just, they're very tired. Yeah. There was also something about these three, were they brothers? Also, is it that restless, the road? <laughs> is it the road that restless based on their music? How restless <laughs> is that road? I don't sense any restless. Maybe restless leg syndrome. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) Uh, yeah, Uh, yeah, we weren't into this. This is not our taste, but I'm sure other people enjoy this kind of music. The wolf, the, the, the woeness brothers. Wait, (laughs) no, W O E. Yeah. That's the best I got on the spot. That was pretty good. Actually. Thank you. Clayton and Rachel in their respective ITMs say that they can picture falling in love with each other and growing old together. They dance and make out and he gives her the rose. So now it's the next day in the hotel suite and Genevieve, Sierra and Gabby are talking about how frustrated they are with Shanae and they're debating bringing it up with Clayton. Meanwhile, this is interesting. There is conveniently a camera person in Shanae's room. That she was unaware of. Oh, yeah. While she sleeps. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. She's awoken mm-hmm. by hearing her name through the wall. <sighs> Who could possibly be talking about me? <laughs> yes. It turns out that the ladies are talking about her on the other side of the wall and she's eavesdropping their conversation. They they wake her from her slumber, Andy. So this is incredible. So production choreographed this whole thing. They're like, let's get the girls talking about her in this room. Let's get camera two in Shanae's room. Tell her that she should look like she's waking up from a nap and let her hear what's going on that we choreographed in the other room. Something like that. Because this other chat going on with the other three ladies is a girl chat. You know, they're all mic'd. There's cameras on them, multiple angles. They were told to to talk in that moment. I mean, look. Most likely uh, about Shanae. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for the show, just for the, to, to create something. But it's it's ridiculous. No. What do you mean give them the benefit of the doubt? I that mean, is they, what happened. They're trying. No, I'm saying I'm giving the benefit of the doubt in that I know that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean you got to make a show. <laughs> you do. You do yeah. got to make a show. You got to make a show. But I really hate this stuff. Look, 
something was going to happen anyway. Something mm. was going to happen anyway. But they are always strong arming every situation. It wasn't enough for Shanae to just sort of take a back seat, maybe have someone else become the villain or rub someone else the wrong way. In the old days, that's what would happen. You might get a villain who, when the main person they had beef with, so let's say Elizabeth, left, you know, maybe they just sort of start to blend to the background and then they go home. They cannot let that happen anymore. Now they need to keep it going. And no. how do they keep it going? They instigate a girl chat about her and make sure that they have a camera person in the other room. It's possible that she was told to do B-roll, but it did seem a little acty, if I'm honest. It's super acty. Either way, the whole thing was choreographed. And we are so much smarter than this, especially no. by now with this show. And it also is boring. This is not fun to watch. I want to watch... Look, I'm not saying we don't want drama, but I want to see drama that's authentic. I agree. I, I'm saddened by this. Yeah, God. Okay, I'll stop venting. Mm. Okay, so now it's the group date. Uh, it is a tailgate party near NRG Stadium. <laughs> what does NRG do? I don't know. Nerg. Nerg. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton is grilling burgers. Nergs. <laughs> Just do the whole thing. Clayton is grilling burgers and hot dogs in the parking lot nearby. And Andy, mm. you said there's a lot of meat being cooked in this yeah, episode. The second round of meat. So now the ladies arrive and we get a lot of product placement here mm -hmm. for the Hyundai Ionic Q. I thought this was actually pretty well done, if I'm honest. I may get a Hyundai Ionic Q. <laughs> Wait, do I have to get the car too? <laughs> well, yeah. So they're barbecuing on these electric grills that plug into the Hyundai. Can Hyundai I just get Q. the grill or do I have to get the car? I, I don't know. But you need the car to plug in the grill. Yeah. Can you plug it into any car? I think this was an ad for the Hyundai because we didn't see the brand of the barbecue. They were just showing that you can plug things oh, into it and it will charge things. It shows that that ad things. wasn't executed well because I didn't quite understand what was going on. <laughs> You were interested in the barbecue. I wanted the barbecue. The I didn't want the car. <laughs> and then I realized I can have the barbecue, but I probably have to have a car too. Could or maybe that barbecue was just a regular old electric barbecue. Like generic barbecue. I think it's a regular old electric barbecue. So pretty much what I want is just a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's <laughs> sold. Anyway, I thought this was impressive advertising because I found myself. Like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it was cool. <laughs> uh, Clayton is now joined by Jonathan Grenard and Camu Gruger Hill of the mm -hmm. Houston Texans. I hope I'm pronouncing those names right. And they'll be playing real tackle football in the Nurg Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and the losers will miss out on the evening. So this is classic episode three fair. Yeah. Remember, episode three was where we had a soccer group date on my season. Although no one had to go home if they lost. And and you uh, famously got pegged in the face by a soccer ball from Andy Dorfman. <laughs> Andy was on my team, so I don't know if it was her, but I'll insert it right here and then we can fact check this. Hmm. See who kicked that ball <laughs> where I was able to display my athletic prowess. It was one of the saddest and cutest things I've ever seen from you. <laughs> And now it is the Bachelor Bowl. So Jesse Palmer hosts with Hannah Storm. And there's an intro here about the history of this Bachelor Bowl. Mm -hmm. And we get flashbacks from former seasons. I thought this was actually kind of yeah, cute. It made me realize history. that there have been a lot of Bachelor football games. Yeah. I hadn't realized. The teams are Shrimp Stampede Blue. Mm, funny. And Purple Punishers Purple. Mm. And what's funny is leading into it, Andy, you were like, do they know how to play football? <laughs> 
And then we rapidly learn that the ladies do not know how to play football. And as they're playing, they're constantly being told the rules. They're, they're celebrating touchdowns that are not valid and things yeah. like that. They're kind of playing rugby, I think. It's like a free-for-all. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. I would not have known how to play. Yeah. It gets slightly rough here between Shanae and Sierra. And of course, this is focused on as the drama continuing, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. The purple team, unsurprisingly, slaughters the blue team. And Shanae now shows concern over the girls possibly talking shit about her behind her back. Also, notice she seems to have a theme, like a music theme. Yeah. It's like, da-na-na, na-na-na. It's a horror movie theme. <laughs> it's always okay. a good sign when you get that. What? It's always a good sign when you get yeah. that. <laughs> True. So the winning team going to the after party is Genevieve, Teddy, Mara, Sierra, Marlena, Sarah, and Susie. Meanwhile, the blue team returns to the hotel. And here we get our first word watch. This was a very sneaky, Ooh, and, sneaky and, vulnerable. Uh, big props to you oh, for yeah, catching yeah, yeah. this. Yeah. Pat myself Take on it. the back here. Take it. Because I was. this was pretty epic on yeah. my part. I never would have caught this. So as the blue team enters, we hear between Serene and Rachel, one of them says, like they're continuing a sentence yeah. saying, vulnerable with each other vulnerable with each other <gasps> so clearly they were having a girl chat talking about their upcoming date or the date they just had or whatever and there was just a smidgen of vulnerable in there but it yeah. counts it counts oh yeah so at this after party teddy has one-on-one -on -one time she has a big uh would you call that a skid on her knee a raspberry a raspberry yeah it was a, a very serious raspberry yeah it looks pretty rough actually and by the way i'll take a cut over a raspberry any day yeah are they actually called raspberries raspberries are you making this up? are worse no i'm not making it up. it's called a raspberry oh okay is that not a canadian thing is it in, is it in another fruit in canada <laughs> it's like oh i got a strawberry <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a raspberry. And a okay. raspberry hurts a lot, but your whole epidermis is gone. Yeah. So it's just all raw skin. It's supposed to a clean cut where it's kind of hidden a little bit and it heals quickly. Oh, okay. Mm. So she has a big raspberry on her knee from the mm. football, from all the tackling. Stings. Yep. She reveals she had a hard week because she feels like she's trying to gain Clayton's love. And she reveals her parents separated a lot when she was young and she spent her childhood trying to gain her father's love. So she feels a sort of a deja vu with that. And mm. he puts her at ease, of course. But we established, Andy, that there were about 30 likes uttered between the two of them in about a two-minute span. Yeah, I mean, I think it's te Teddy brings it. Te Teddy and then says Clayton's like a lot. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, it's open season on likes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 yeah. like. They make out. And Teddy says in her ITM that Clayton's a really good kisser. And I got to be honest, I felt that there was something missing here that they had earlier. Oh, really? I'm not feeling I'm not feeling the spark that I thought would develop between these two. Okay. Yeah. There was something missing. Very subtle, but it's missing. Okay. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. I still think she's getting a one-on-one -on -one probably next week. I'm not saying she's not getting a one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. I'm just saying she's not winning the Instagram gold. <laughs> okay. The women toast to a great night without drama, and they talk about Shanae. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so it's textbook every time. It's like, let's toast to a night with no drama. <sighs> what do we think is going to happen after that? Sarah rightfully says she doesn't want to be the next person targeted by Shanae. And I think that this was very astute of her to point out. Yeah. Elizabeth didn't really do much nope. to end up the target for Shanae. And so they all are at risk, basically. Yeah. Back at the hotel, the girls are chatting and Shanae dips out quietly, presumably mm. to get ready to crash the date. 
This is so predictable. Sierra has one-on-one time now. She directly says right away that when Clayton decided to keep Shanae, the women were all shocked, and she believes that if he knew the whole story, he would not have kept Shanae. And we now we briefly see one-on-one time with Genevieve saying something similar, saying that Shanae can't get along, she lies, she can't apologize, blah, blah, blah. Clayton says in his ITM he's surprised to hear more negativity about Shanae. He thought it was over. I believe him. Mm-hmm. I believe that he thought that he nipped this in the bud. I think he thought it was Shanae and Elizabeth specific. Am I giving him too much credit? Well, if you're going to give him that credit, then you would assume that he would put two and two together and realize Shanae is the problem at that point. But yeah. he didn't. Yeah. Or he did and he didn't care. <laughs> As Shanae is all dolled up and heading to the date, Andy, you said, why are they letting her do this? Bless your heart, Andy. This was the cutest thing you said. There were rules. (laughs) There were rules in The Bachelor. During Sarah's one-on-one time now, Shanae interrupts. Clayton does not look happy about this. I thought this was very telling. He didn't even pretend to be like, oh, hey. He looks at her and was like, weren't you on the losing team? I was into this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sarah reports back to the women, and obviously they're not thrilled about this development. And now we see the conversation between Shanae and Colton. He says some things were brought to his attention and says he doesn't know why this is still a thing. Shanae says now that she was sleeping and overheard Genevieve, Sierra, and Gabby conspiring to bring the 14 girls together to gang up against her. This whole thing, like we said earlier, is contrived. Yep. It's really annoying. Like it, it became a huge talking point. It's like they planted the seed and then it grew. I felt my intelligence being insulted. I, I could taste my intelligence being insulted. Yeah, it's not a fun feeling. No. Because are any of us buying everything that this show's feeding us? No. But things like this are, I think it's meddling. I agree. It was going to come to a head anyway. We would rather watch the coming to a headness that was organic. You know what this did? Yeah. It took your eye off the ball, which is that Rachel suddenly is obviously the winner. (laughs) Okay. So, of course, this takes up substantial time. The women are all like, where is Clayton? Where's Clayton? We're waiting around. Where's Clayton? Sierra calls Shanae a Karen. Agreed. The vibe, meanwhile, between Shanae and Clayton inexplicably veers flirty. He goes in for a kiss first, Mm -hmm. and then we see them making out with her sat up on the bar. Despite all this, I actually don't buy that he's that into her. I almost feel like he got bullied into making out with her. Yeah, Andy, you said that you think he's more so intimidated and just does what she says. Yeah. And I think that it almost feels like he doesn't know what else to say and doesn't know how to tie things up. So he's like, okay, I'll just kiss all, until the producer tells And also my, my theory about him being submissive in the bedroom is coming through here. <laughs> I think that he knows that, that she's boss. And she's going to treat him badly and he's going to like it. I'm torn. I don't really buy that he's that into her. The look that he gave her when she arrived. Oh, I don't think he's into her. I just think that he's being put into a fetish situation. (laughs) He doesn't even know what's happening. I think what we're seeing here is that it's dawning on Clayton that he actually really likes to be told what to do in the bedroom. Mm. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just feel like he is going through the motions with Shanae and is being an obedient lead. And it's like, okay, well, I probably have to kiss her now. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Or maybe I'm just really trying to stretch my sadomasochistic fantasy about the two of them. (laughs) Okay, so their time together wraps. And now Shanae storms over to the group, says, Genevieve and Sierra, keep my name out of your fucking mouth. 
She grabs their trophy and throws it in the bushes and stomps out. I mean, the trophy is still fine. You just go get the trophy. (laughs) It's not like throwing the jacket in the pool. You at least got to dry the jacket out. The trophy's still there. But I get the point. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part was Susie literally laughing while this happened. Yeah. You know, some people were kind of like, and Susie was like, (laughs) she was just laughing. It was hilarious. Well, you know, it's interesting. The more comfortable you are in these scenarios, most likely the more confident you are in your chances of getting far on the show. I think the people who kind of really get sucked up into this nonsense are the ones who are unsure of their status. I mean, you've got a point. We don't see Teddy, Rachel. Nope. No, they're just like, all right, Susie. they're watching the show. Yeah. Other people are like, oh, this is the stakes are high for me. Mm. They're just like, eh, we'll make it to hometowns. Yeah, Don't Susie worry. was watching the show here. She, she really was, was watching the show. She's like, I got hometowns locked up. I don't need this. <laughs> this is just fun for me. Yeah, I get to just enjoy. Yeah, it's just a movie. <laughs> okay, so the episode now closes with Shanae in her ITM saying, it's Shanae's show, not The Bachelor. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're just going to quickly touch on credits, actually, because the credits here were actually worth talking about. Mm. Clayton asks Sarah for her most embarrassing story, and she tells a story about having met Busta Rhymes and not being able to find a place to go to the bathroom and peeing herself. I felt like we needed more information. This was delightful. And we see some banter here between the two of them. He teases her for not wearing underwear and actually planning for it. Mm -hmm. And I wrote in all caps, this is what we want to see. Isn't it amazing how in this tiny little clip, we saw more personality and more of a dynamic between the two of them than we did on her entire one-on-one date last week. But why aren't we seeing more outtakes in the actual takes? Why don't (laughs) I see that? Why is that an outtake? It's not that funny. I agree. Why is that the outtake? Why is that not the actual content? They no. have it all wrong. They Why do they not know by now what we want to watch? It makes no sense. An outtake is if in the middle of telling that story, like a bird flew into her face. <laughs> That's an outtake. They don't understand what an outtake is. <laughs> what she did was a take. <laughs> and probably one of the better takes of the whole show. Yes. That should have been featured in this in the actual yeah. episode. Like, oh, this girl is actually kind of funny. Yes. And he, if they have banter that's not all about like how much they want family and how much they love each other and how much it's been amazing to experience the things. That, uh, <laughs> enough. <laughs> Jokes. How, how funniness. She, how she helped him run through downtown LA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. <laughs> Being unbelievably hot and wearing not a lot of clothing in public is <laughs> Truly, truly a struggle. You know, what else? And this is why what they're doing is so counterintuitive. This made me buy their connection more than any of the flowery language they used about seeing a future together. As a matter of fact, there's no connection I bought less than those two from the real edit. Yeah. Until I saw this and I was like, wait a minute, yeah, maybe too. I'm wrong. Me too. When I saw the credits here, I was like, have I been underestimating Sarah? Yeah. It should not take the credits for me to feel that way. Yeah. Their connection has been so boring. Yes. Nothing's been interesting. Yeah. Until They're the this. least interesting of all the connections. Yeah. And there's been a lot of uninteresting connections. <laughs> so it's impressive. <laughs> all right. We'll move on. Yes. We're getting worked up again. We have to get to the end, Andy. We're, we're almost there. Okay. All right, Andy, it's now time for the Shandy Word Watch. There was only one vulnerable, that sneaky little vulnerable, Mm -hmm. shocking number. Although a good number of of correct guesses. Oh, really? We had over 30 correct guesses. Okay. But only one winner. Okay. Who is winning a Hello Tushy Bidet, Andy? The winner of a Hello Tushy Bidet is... Zoe Ayana. Woo! 
Yeah. Congratulations, Zoe. I hope we're saying her name right. Z-O-I-E. It is Zoe. I looked it up on the Google pronunciation. <laughs> did you really? I did. Zoe. It said Z-O-W dash E. Okay. Congratulations, Zoe. You are the happy winner of a Hello Tushy Day. So please email us at dearshandy at gmail.com by this Friday at midnight, and we will get that out in the mail to you. So, Andy, do you have a new word for next week? I do. And lucky for you, this word wasn't chosen last week, mm-hmm. despite you thinking it should be. Yes. So I saved you. <laughs> My hero. Yes. But this week, the word is shrimp. Ooh, shrimp. It'll mm-hmm. be int- I feel like that's either going to veer like heavy or light. Well, it's, it's got a, it's, you, you assume it's got a half-life. Like there were like 80 shrimps in this episode. Mm-hmm. So there has to be at least one. I'm going to put it out there now that if there are more than 20, I'm not going to be... Yeah, that's our, we just decided that's yeah. the rule. If there's more than 20, there's no clips. Yeah, you're you just going to take clips. our word for it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you would like to play the Dear Shanty Word Watch game and have a chance to win a... Hello Tushy Bidet. We love us some Hello Tushy. They are mm. lovely and they just love sponsoring the Word Watch. They do. And so if you would like to win a Hello Tushy Bidet, you can join in the fun by predicting how many times you think the word shrimp will be uttered in episode five. And you can submit your guess by commenting either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap, the number of times you think the word shrimp will be uttered. And you will use the numeral, not the word. You will not mm-hmm. write out five. You will use a five. Mm-hmm. And you must do so by Friday at midnight, this Friday at midnight. If you guess correctly, you will be entered in a pile and one name will be randomly selected to win a Hello Tushy Bidet. Fun. Yeah, shrimp. Fun. That's a fun shrimp. one. I like it too. Yeah. I hope that goes well. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm a little on edge with that one. Okay, Andy. And finally, our predictions. There were some changes to your list this mm-hmm. week. Uh, who do you have in your top spot? As I have mentioned in this episode, Rachel has taken over the top spot. And I would like to add a caveat to that. Okay. I am not removing her. Okay. She's winning. <laughs> She's permanently in the top oh, spot. Oh, you're, you're pulling a Nate with her. I'm pulling a Nate. Okay. Well, as we know, Rachel is still in my top spot. Obviously, I wasn't going to move her. Kudos. She's been in my top spot since the first week. And now, like my subtle, I told you so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just mumbled that. I told you <laughs> Under so. my breath. Okay, Andy, who's in your second spot? Uh, Susie. Okay. And a close second. Okay. Uh, an honorable second. Okay. I still have Teddy in my second spot. I still think she's going to get a one-on-one date and then she's going to pull ahead. Mm-hmm. And who do you have in your third spot? I don't remember. You put Teddy. Okay. Teddy is in my third <laughs> spot. Teddy has dropped. Um, I didn't get a really good feeling. I didn't get that energy, that electricity this time. And well, I feel she like only she's dropped saved. because you put Rachel up. But she also dropped because I, she dropped. I don't, I don't feel good about her anymore. Oh, okay. All I right. feel good enough to put her in the top three, but not good enough for her to win. I do not think Teddy's winning. I do not think she has a shot at winning. <laughs> okay. That's what I think. Okay. That sounded a bit like a Dr. Seuss. It was close. <laughs> yeah. It's getting there. Okay. I have Susie in my third spot. So mm. we just have a slight difference there. And finally, who's in your fourth spot? I'm sticking with Eliza because there really wasn't any... Yeah. Basis for me to change it. Uh, totally understandable. I still have Gabby. Pretty much my list has stayed the same for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Andy, was there anything else then? I think that's a wrap for this yeah, recap. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not too bad. No, no, it's getting it's getting there. I think it's going to start picking up. I honestly think part of the reason why I didn't hate this episode as much was because of the spark with Rachel. Yeah. It's exciting. It's 
good to see. I, I guess I'm still a romantic at heart. When I yeah. saw that, I was like, this isn't so bad. Look, we make all the jokes, but in the end, we want to see true love. Exactly. That's why we watch this show. <laughs> and why else would we watch this? <laughs> all right. That's it for this recap. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us Apple podcast and spotify podcast ratings and reviews mm. and generally do all the things you do to support and keep in business a podcast that you so enjoy and tune into every week and i think that's a wrap andy it sure is thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on dear shandy bye dear shandy